0: Hi again everybody I'm Jamie Allison and this is the Big Idea Big Moves podcast this is where we uh, talk to high performers in a bunch of different areas we talk to athletes we talk to CEOs we talk to scientists just people doing really cool things in their area and things that we can take little bits of and be able to apply them in our own lives it's the destination for high performers we have one of those people today really cool story and really excited about going into that just before we do um, one of the things that uh, we've really connected with over the last little while is epitome sportswear Um, and they're a a line of apparel that is designed specifically to help you unlock your full potential and perform at your best and and they like us here, believe in whole life success. So whether it's just being comfortable in, in a tough workout, um, but it could also be going for a, a hike in the fresh air, or maybe joining your child at uh, a game that they're playing and and kind of watching their big game. So um, the other really cool thing that they do is that they give back to the community that they serve as well. They're working to impact the inequities in opportunity for girls and women in sports. So that's really cool for us, especially considering our audience here at uh, big idea, big moves Um, for that reason, a portion of their profits go directly to organizations and initiatives that help support, Girls in sports. So check them out. You can either go through our Instagram profile, through the bio there, and you'll see it, or go to um, epitomesportswear.com. So E P I T O M E sportswear.com. And today's guest, I'm really happy to have April Hutchison with us uh, today. She's an athlete and powerlifter that overcame addiction to go on and, and set competitive records in deadlift and squat competition. She has, I think, the unofficial Canadian squat record world holder uh, for deadlift in her weight class. Really cool in a short period of time. She's an all-round athlete, as I said, in and in just 16 months... Um, you know, really completely transformed herself, which I, I think is going to be a real inspirational thing to talk about today. Um, it's a real pleasure to to hear more about your sto- story, April. But again, thanks for taking the time to, to join us today.
1: Yes, thank you very much for having me, Jamie.
0: Oh, it's it's our pleasure, and and you've had some really cool kind of quick. Uh, I, I'm I'm sure it doesn't feel quite as quick to you, but it, it but in <laughs> in the whole span of things, um, it's really quickly in your sport. How does it feel to have a shot at, at at this kind of big success in competitions? Um, being a relatively new person in that in that field, how's that feel so far?
1: Well, to be honest, it feels very surreal. Um, I. I feel like pinching myself every day Um, you know I'll even look myself up on like online to say like see my records and like is this real like (laughs) yeah but like you said you know before like it it was a quick success but it was also to me quite long because I could still remember when I started saying to my coach I'm not seeing any results here after you know a couple months I sure I'm going to change or like is my body going to transform am I going to get these strengths you talk about and yeah and you know that's when they say consistency is really key and and just being patient because slowly but surely you know i went from you know say 180 pounds up to 220 pounds of muscle and and lifting at world level um in powerlifting, right so it's just been a it's been a whirlwind but uh, i've been enjoying every day you know one day at a time it's been great so
0: yeah, no, that's, that's fantastic. And, and now, you know, I, I know um, you mentioned you're very open about it as well, is that um, the journey to get there, I mean, to get to mm-hmm. kind of when you did make that decision, I mean, you, you, you came from a bit of a dark place. So why, why don't we, before we kind of go into some of those great things that are happening now um, maybe go back a little bit and, and tell us about mm-hmm. the journey to, to make that transformation.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I think it's really important Um you know, I've tried, so basically a little bit about myself. I'm two years and three months sober now. Um, now I had been sober for a little quick amount of times before, but I was never open about it. So now this time around I'm open and I felt like it's helped me stay sober and yeah. also helped other people. Um, and just being truthful and honest with myself. So that's been the, the number one thing. Um, but basically I grew up, um, With some childhood trauma, I started drinking at a very young age to help me with, um, you know, puberty with social pressures to deal with my childhood trauma, I was sexually abused. So I guess growing up as a teenager, it was very difficult to be around boys, I was always hiding myself with big hoodies and always never, never comfortable in my own skin. So I, I started drinking around the age of 12. And it wasn't until I was probably the last year of high school that I knew I had a drinking problem where I was drinking almost daily. Um, I had tried a couple rehab facilities, but I honestly was never ready um, to get better. I was always going to rehab to either get a boyfriend back or to please my father. Um, I was never doing it for myself. Um, When I was 25 years old, my mother passed away from cancer and she was my best friend and it probably fueled my drinking even more so yeah at that time um and basically I just kept drinking um I really saw no end to it I thought well this is me I'm just gonna keep drinking um as you get older alcohol you just can't handle alcohol like you used to and um I remember my doctor saying, you know, if you if you keep it up, um, you only have a few years to live. Um, I had been into the ICU unit on a breathing tube two years prior to me getting sober. So I think, you know, and that was basically from overdosing on pills and alcohol. And why I did that? Because I honestly, I saw no end to my drinking and I didn't want to live anymore. So, um You know, it it kind of makes me well up, you know, thinking about it that I wanted to end my life, right? Because I just didn't see any cure to my alcoholism. Um, Now, whether it be a higher power or you know what people call willpower, um, I, you know, I wanted to live. I didn't want to die, and I reached out for help. And that was the main thing: was that I reached out for help. I, you know, I went to Alcoholics Anonymous. I reached out to other people struggling with addiction. I basically said, you know, I can't do it on my own anymore. You know, and that was the big thing, right? I was was too, too bullheaded and always thought I could cure myself. But until I reached out for help, that's when my life turned around and I entered a rehab facility, which is the best thing I could have done in my whole life. So, yeah.
0: Wow. And it's I mean, it's that support and reaching out piece that obviously made the difference. Yes. Was there was there something? I mean, you talked about I mean things that many people would think, wow, uh, every one of those experiences would have been you know such such a difficult thing to go through. Was there was there something that you know triggered you to think, okay, I have to change? Like, was well, it that you know visit with the doctor? Was it something else that was kind of the 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 switch, I guess, for you?
1: Well, honestly to be an alcoholic or probably even, um, addicted to drugs, it's insanity. So basically it's the, you're doing the same thing every day, but you're expecting a different result. Right. So with me, I was just so sick that I was tired of waking up and literally I couldn't walk to the grocery store without throwing up involuntarily. Um, you know my face my my stomach was rotten and i mean even, even just to look myself in the mirror i i just didn't even recognize myself and i had so much self-hatred and so much um shame and guilt because when you're in the cycle of addiction you're not doing anything good every day you're lying to people you're lying to yourself you're not being truthful you're not <laughs> basically being a, a good citizen either right so um I think honestly that that was the one thing that changed me. I started going to the gym and I remember my coach saying like you would show up to work out but then you'd throw up right after and I was just so sick, you know. I think that was the big thing was it wasn't being in the ICU unit on a breathing tube. It was actually just not being able to look myself in the mirror anymore, you know. Well,
0: wow. wow. and and I will tell you like that's that's I think and there are so many people that have that type of experience. I think it's important to understand that there are a lot of people that, you know, have that and, and either haven't come out of it or have come out of it and, and can tell a story like you to help other people. So, first of all, before we even go further, thank you very much for being so open about that, because I know that that helps so many other people um, about being able to tell your story. Um, and I think even more so now to know you've went through all of those things, you go through kind of the the pain of being able to even um, move forward in something new. Um, you know, what, um, I guess, you know, did you throw yourself into what, like, how did you make such a transformation in, in, um, you know, 15, 16 months, that's a, a pretty, you know, short period of time to do- make such a big difference and, and just, you know, how did, how did you tackle that in, in such
1: a short amount of time? So, so yeah, basically I went to rehab in September of 2020 uh, it was a, I think it was about two week to three week program. And basically as soon as I came out, I'm like, well, I need a hobby. I need to keep busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had dabbled in powerlifting when I was into MMA before for part of my training. And I knew I did fairly well in it. And my body just kind of it was a fast twitch fiber sport, which I was always quite good at. Um, so I, I just started, I said to my coach, I'm going to come five times a week. I stayed consistent. I never missed a session um and i mean that's for 2 years now and the funny part is i actually started powerlifting right before covid hit yeah so what a blessing because i honestly i i say to this day i'm like if i was still drinking during covid i would be 6 feet under by now there's no way i'd be alive um so what a time to get sober and um it's crazy and that's why i you know i want to share my story cuz i know addictions have been on the rise since covid right so But no, I honestly, I just trained five times a week. Um, Another thing with uh, recovery is self-care. So I would make sure I got my eight hours of sleep a night that I'm eating properly every day. You know, not just three square meals, but more than that. And, you know, just taking care of myself and loving myself because I never did that before. And so now it's like, no, no, my self-care becomes, you know, it's number one before anything else. So yeah. if my boyfriend wants to have a, a dinner night with me, I'm like, nope, sorry. Gym comes first, self-care comes first. So yeah. um and yeah, I just honestly I've just been training and with a matter of months my coach said you should compete because you actually have provincial qualifications. So I there was no competitions this year. So I just continued to uh do some mock meets at the gym yeah and yeah within like a year and a half I was lifting 510 pound deadlift and just by being consistent
0: so crazy wow and and how much um I, I mean are you one of those people that um you know you've talked about the the physical transformation to be able to do something like that is one thing but even just the the mental performance side do you do you, um, do you find you have to do much on that? Like, are you a person who <laughs> has to visualize before you do it? It's yeah. like, is there, are you one of those people? <laughs> like, how does it work for you?
1: I'm huge on the power of visualization. Like, as we know, sports are 90% mental. So I am huge on, you know, manifesting. Like I actually write down my goals on a piece of paper. You know, we, people talk about these vision boards and, uh, Yeah, I'm a total believer. Um, I've actually even seen a sports psychologist in order to help me um, get through some, maybe some mental battles, especially with me. So in my addiction, I always self-sabotaged. And that was just a pattern with me. I was so used to like sabotaging anything good in my life. So unfortunately, that still sticks with you. That's stuff you really have to work on for years and years to come. So my first thought is to always be negative. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to nationals in March. Okay, well, just yeah, every day I have to say my say to myself, I can do it, you know, um, you know, just just stick with the program and just just stick with what I'm doing day by day. Don't get caught up too much in the future and don't psych myself out. But definitely I do visualize. I actually emailed myself last year and said, April, you're gonna win the worlds. And I put that little email away and tucked it away so that I can open it when I actually win the world.
0: (laughs) That's very cool. Like that's, and now you you do that for goal setting and you do kind of all of those things. Um, Do you have, do you have mentors or people that, you know, you, you look to Um, or is it, you know, your coach or who is it that, that probably are the people that inspire you to move forward this way?
1: Yeah, of course, I have many uh, mentors, um, especially in powerlifting. Um, th- there's a girl here. Um, she's I think she's 29 years old. She just won the golds in Sweden for powerlifting. Um, and she's local and and she's like the all time world record setter in her, in her weight class. But I, I'm friends with her. Her name is Brittany Schlader. Just an unbelievable woman. Um you know, she's become one of my good friends and just, you know, we talk and she helps me with any questions I may have about lifting. Um, I looked up to Jessica Butner; She's another huge power lifter. You know, it's funny looking up to these 20 something year olds, right? And I'm okay. 45. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But as I said to Brittany the other day, will you sign my lifting belt? just So I have some good <laughs> luck. You know, it's just fine. Like, you know, and they look up to me and I'm probably like the mother hen, but <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, it's a lot of, um, definitely a lot of women in sports I admire. mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, and that's, that's the thing, right? Is there's, it's, there's such a movement in that right now. And I I guess that's one thing I know. I, uh, I ask often, there's lots of people that, um, uh, you know, have that kind of, um, strong woman mentality, and and um, you know that's really changed in the last little while. That now there's there's so yeah. many more kind of role models and people to to look up to that way. Have have you seen that change? I guess and and maybe in and how that's represented.
1: Well, yeah, definitely. And just being 45 years old and older, I have seen a lot of different. Say, you know, you had the 90s where women started being a little, you know, had Sports Illustrated and the models were more like curvy, right, and more athletic yeah. looking um I'm really glad to see like the you know like the thin thin like models like you know out there and I think more more women are embracing their curves and their muscles and I think it's awesome to go out there and be you know lift more than a man and be like boom there I am and you know just women in sports has just like grown and just evolved so much just even the last 10 years and um yeah, especially powerlifting, right? Because I think a lot of women uh stayed away from weights because they thought they were going to get muscular and big and look like a man. And it's, as time goes on, they're realizing it's not. It's like, yeah. you know, there's so many health benefits to it. I have a friend, uh Charlene, she's going to the Nationals as well. And she's in her 60s. She's almost 70 and she's squatting. And like, just, it's so good for your bone density and your health in general. So
0: yeah, yeah, it, it definitely has changed in, in the last few years in particular. Um, yeah, you know, uh, so you're you're going to nationals you you already know that you know you if it, uh, you know you're you're lifting at a level that you you can you can do well as long as kind of everything works out and I understand that but um <laughs> But when you have that, how is how cool is that when you're coming from, you know, for people listening, people listen all over the world. So but I know kind of where you live. It's it's not a it's a city, but it's a smaller city. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how cool is that that, you know, you're you probably get pretty good backing from your kind of local community and and knowing, you know, when you go to something like Nationals, that that's that's big news for a, a, a city like that.
1: Oh, no, that's huge, too. I mean, London, Ontario is a beautiful city and you know we're very supportive of either like the small business local community and it's you know it's funny there's so many athletes that come from london ontario i mean look at damien warner the you know he yep. was one like the decathlon yes, I mean,
0: basically probably <laughs> arguably the best athlete in the world when you have oh, yeah. that that type of a, a profile yeah. so yeah he very went, cool. he went to,
1: it must be my high school because he actually went to my high school and we had oh, really? the same coach in high school so but no, there's a lot of athletes coming from London, Ontario, which is great. So we are all very supportive. A lot of female athletes, you know, I'd say the majority are female. So, yeah. um, no, it, it is just wonderful. And to, like you said, you know, I, if I looked at my numbers right now, I would say, yes, I'll win the Nationals, right? But you, can, you can't be, first of all, you got to be humble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though you're excited, you still have to be humble. Because, you know, you never know. There could be someone might get injured, you know, knock on wood. We don't want that to happen. But, um, but no, I'm super excited. Like, I just can't believe I'm going. And, you know, it's actually going to be held in St. John's, Newfoundland. So, yeah, never been there before. Nice so. trip, before. too. So, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. very cool. Yeah. Um, and, and you mentioned that you. um you do goal setting and some of those things. So um, like, do you have, I mean, obviously nationals is one of the ones for next year. Do you have beyond that? It, do you have kind of other things that you've, you've, you've kind of written to yourself that you want to be able to accomplish over the next little while?
1: Well, actually, so yeah, so nationals is on my list for sure. Um, definitely to win worlds, but honestly, if I even got a podium spot at the worlds, I'd be happy as well. Um <laughs> And I actually want to like do po- only
0: a podium spot. So.
1: <laughs> it sounds bad. So. Eh? I, I, swear, I sometimes speak in a way where I sound conceited, but yeah, I feel like that's... my words are my actions, right? So I want to always make sure my words are always positive. So yeah. um, I've trained myself to do that. So um, no, I'd, like, I'd love to do an Arnold Arnold's uh, show, um, right. possibly in Ohio or some other uh, country. But just continue to do competitions. I would like to compete in an open competition, so I want to compete with the twenty-something-year-olds yeah. um, because I feel like I would fare pretty well. Yeah. So, um, and basically, just to just to help people. I mean, that's why you know I kind of reached out to you because um, I really want to share my story with as many people as I can because mm-hmm. I just saw a story, for example, yesterday on say Ellen Jen- Jenner's show. Mm-hmm. And it was about, um, a guy, you know, overcoming addiction and his story was quite similar, but a little different to mine, but I was just like, wow, like it, was, it just touched me. I just started crying and I was like, yeah, it's just, it was just such a beautiful story. And I just imagined how many people he affected. Right. So, yeah, um, the more people can listen to my story, I feel like it could change someone's life. I would love to be a motivational speaker and get out there and, yeah. you know, tour around or see, go to high schools, what have you, um. Yeah. Anything I can do, because I do believe, you know, the world is about helping one another, and a lot of people lose sight of that, right? But, I mean, especially this time of year, yeah, help one another, so.
0: You know what, the, I, th- I think your story is perfect for that, because, um, you know, there are a few people who have gone through similar things that have a story, but I, I think... Um, like Rich Roll is another person that, that you may or may not know. He's an ultra runner and the same kind of thing where he, he now lives a real kind of plant-based life and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think that, um, you know, anybody hearing that type of story, whether it's they have a, a similar problem or whether it's just something that is, is really inspires them to make some, some real change. I, 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 uh, um, I think it's great that you're so, so open and and honest about it because that's what really i think is helpful for for, helpful for people as well so um you know i i I truly do think that um you sharing the story will will really impact people as well um you know maybe that's the the one thing to to find out from from your end if um you know in order to go to kind of worlds and things like that i know that um it is uh you know you know, it it sometimes can be difficult because, you know, you're an amateur athlete and kind of all of those things as well. Have you found in that short period of time, is it, um, uh, do you have to do a lot to be able to get sponsors and things like that? Because that's also something that I'm sure, you know, as you kind of progress through this, that can be one of the more difficult things for a, for an athlete when they're not kind of, you know, um, you know, they're, they're getting profile, I guess, is, is that a difficult thing for you? Uh, Have you found it? heart?
1: Um, well, I, I don't approach companies. Um, I do have actually a few sponsors right now. Um, actually local businesses. One yeah. is a new skincare line based for athletes, actually, and it's all vegan, all natural. Um, it's called Amaz skincare. And, um, I mean, as far as getting money from sponsors, I, I think that's really hard. I think it's more like they would donate products, right? And that's fine cuz that helps with like my living costs. Yeah. Um I've never I'm not really looking for money. I'm just really looking for like this one company I happen to love their products. That's great if I get free products, yeah. I get free products. Like um there's a bunch of non-alcoholic um I guess spirits and these different kinds of drinks yeah. that have no alcohol. I would love to support them because I don't drink and yeah. I feel it's important to especially athletes, you know, saying to my friend, I go to Christmas functions and I don't have a drink in my hand, but it's nice to be able to take a drink that's not alcoholic, but you kind of blend right. in and, you know, so
0: yeah, yeah,
1: like well, supplement companies. And and
0: we talked about, so one of the, one of the groups that's connected with us is Athletic Brewing, and they do, they they are the same thing. So yeah, and and so that would, so we'll make sure that we'll make sure that they hear this. So it's because I think that they might be, (laughs) yeah, they might be a a good kind of connection, because it is that kind of thing about how do you, how do you still also connect socially? and be able to, um, and that's not just about, you know, kind of all of the things that you've gone through, even just people who want to make sure that, um, you know, they aren't drinking a lot of alcohol at a certain time when they're, you know, when they're mm-hmm. athletes as well. Um, but that might be a, 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 nice connection for, for you and, and, and them as well. So, um, so hopefully they hear this. So, yeah. um, but, uh, so, you know, one of, one of the things we ask everybody who comes on the show, April is that, um, and there's, tons of things I'm sure they've already heard, but, but let's say um, a couple of, um, you know, maybe tips that that you would have. And and I would say if someone is struggling with something right now, and, um, you know, has heard your story and thought, you know what, that's, that's the impetus for them to maybe do something, or they're thinking, I'm coming up on a new year, I'm going to really kind of dedicate myself to something. Um, do you have a couple of tips on on how to get that started? And what what would be the best kind of path to get things moving quickly
1: yeah, definitely. Um, I think the first thing for anyone is you know don't be so hard on yourself um, I think people look at what they want to do whether you're a food addict, drugs, alcohol, even smoking cigarettes um, you know it could be an addiction to be on the internet any type of there's all these different types of addictions someone could have um, weight loss, um, don't look at the big plan, because you'll get overwhelmed, right? So just when they say basically take it one day at a time, take it one day at a time, because like I said before in the interview, I was there before, you know, my first first month of working out, I was I was impatient, I didn't see any results. And I tell you, They add up and you will see results if you just give yourself the time and patience and write down your goals, too. If you manifest them and put them onto paper, put them on your refrigerator or put them on your computer screen or wherever, because the more you look at them, the more you can create them. And I think it's important to um, for people when they see my story, you don't have to be a recovering alcoholic for this to apply to your life like I said, there's many forms of addictions. I know there's a lot of women, for example, that, you know, have had children to have extra weight and they, you know, they're at home working, especially now with COVID and think, oh, well, I'm not her. I'm not an athlete. I never struggled with alcoholism. You can still apply the same principles and still the work effort that I did as well. So again, you start slowly, you make small little tweaks, maybe to your diet each day, instead of having that bagel in the morning, have some eggs and protein, just little small things can help. And, and lastly, reach out for help. You're definitely not alone, especially at this time of year. I've said on other podcasts too, I'm here, look me up on Instagram. I will take emails. I'll even take phone calls and, you know, from complete strangers. Cause you know what, we're all the same. We're all in this together. You know, I'm here to help. And so are your friends. You would believe how many people love you and, do want you to get better right so yeah that's Uh, one thing people people get isolated and they don't think there's help there's so much help there's so many there's alcoholics anonymous gamblers anonymous overeaters anonymous there's tons of self-help groups so
0: yeah and and you know what i i think you're right about that people need that maybe more now than they have before because there is so much isolation and so many things that um yeah you know I, i mean Everybody has has a different level of stress than they might have had before, and and you know all those things compound over time as well.
1: Oh, it's true. Like even the amount, like I never had um, social anxiety or anxiety, and I find that I started getting a little bit last year. And I thought, okay, so now I forced myself. Like last night, I just went to the mall and I walked around the mall, did some Christmas shopping, but I just walked around to be out. You know, I wasn't. I was just by myself, but. Um, you know, you can set up zoom meetings with friends, um, tons of different options. So,
0: yeah, no, that, I, I mean, those are, are both kind of great, uh, great tidbits for people. And, and, and I do. Truly, think that um, that your story will be um, you know really inspiring to people. So um, so thank you for sharing that. If people go to follow you and, and what's happening with you over the next little while, obviously people are probably going to want to stay tuned to find out what happens in March. So um, <laughs> what are some of the best ways to follow follow what you're doing?
1: The best way would be through my Instagram. Uh, so my Instagram handle is just my name, April Dot Hutchinson. Um, And in my profile, there's a link to my YouTube and I actually just started my YouTube channel. So you'll see some more content coming soon with that. Um, but that's basically about it because yeah. I'm not on TikTok.
0: No, well, that's yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't handle it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little much, but that's okay. What we'll do is we'll make sure in the show notes we've got, um, especially your Instagram handle, so that, that way we can kind of filter everybody through that. Make sure that you you check that out um, for everybody, and uh, um, you know I know everyone's going to be watching, and we'll we'll hopefully be able to get a, a couple of updates as we go along to find out how things are going. But um, if you haven't hit subscribe on the podcast, do that right now. Um, we have great guests every week, just like April. And um, you, know, again, thank you for taking the time and, and sharing your story with us, April. We really appreciate it.
1: No problem, thank you very much.
0: All right, and everybody else, we'll talk again on Big Idea, Big Moves.